On today's show, you're going to discover how to overcome digital marketing overwhelm. Stay tuned. Thank you for tuning into the Think Status Podcast. On today's episode, we have CEO Eric Huberman of Hawk Media, a full-service digital marketing company in Santa Monica. They launched in 2014, and they're valued at $60 million in just a few years. This guy's amazing. Take notes. This guy's going to share with you some great takeaways on how to take control of your digital marketing. Give us your backstory. Like, how did you start your company, and how did it grow so fast? I mean, I was blown away by sure. your, your success. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, background is in e-commerce. So I had three com- e-commerce companies of my own over the past decade, one in music and two in fashion. Uh, sold the two fashion companies and then about four and a half years ago started advising and consulting for brands that I knew in my network already and then started to build a reputation of knowing how to grow companies using digital marketing, like drive revenue growth. So worked with a lot of big and small brands and kept running into you know, the same problem over and over again, which is when it comes time to execute, it's always tough because there seems to be two options, you either hire an in-house team or hire an agency. And what I found was hiring in-house is generally not cost-effective, and that's if we can, uh, if you can uh, track the talent. But on the agency side, 99% of agencies, for lack of a better word, don't know what they're doing. And uh, the few that are any good tend to be really expensive, want long contracts, high minimum, something that makes them hard to work with. So I dealt with these problems through my entire career, and then was seeing them with these, you know, brands I was advising for, and went, okay, well, there's got to be a better way to do this. So hired my own team, started with seven people, an email marketer, Facebook search, influencer, affiliate, web design, and overall strategy. And then went back to these companies and said everything a la carte, month to month, cheaper than hiring in-house. The idea is you can basically spin up a team that fits your needs based on this menu of services. So that's how we started. And fast forward, it's been four years. We've grown from seven to over 130 people all on that same model. And so... You know, you asked about the growth. Uh, you know, I attribute to a few things. One, we're one of the few agencies that are founded by a group of people that actually have built brands and been on the brand side. Um, agencies generally are driven by people that know how to sell services and create buzzwords. Sadly, not actually how to drive growth to a company. And so when we built the reputation, you know, first I had the network to start off with my initial client base because I had already built my own and had that reputation. Then from there, we started getting the reputation of actually knowing how to grow these companies. And so then word of mouth really kicked in. And then from there was just running it, you know, frankly, like a restaurant. If you ever have a, you know, unsatisfied customer taking <laughs> care of them and then everyone else just being reputation conscious, taking care of people. That's, you know, now we've built, you know, a big company, but we've also built a solid reputation in the space of doing the right thing for the right reasons. And so it continues to grow because of that. Wow, that's huge. Doing it for the right reasons makes all the difference. And I actually met one of your co-founders, Tony, and he was telling me about how you guys kind of got started with uh, you being the front end of the business and him being the back end. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that played out and that plays out currently? Uh, yeah, that's been a that's a huge piece of it too is, you know, at the end of the day, I've been able to spend the past four years growing the brand, getting the name out there as he puts it waving the flag and beating the drum. And then another thing that he still has to say, which can't really disagree with is I go out and make promises and then he delivers on them with the team. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, so, 
Which is fair. It's totally valid. You know, only four years in the business. Uh, Your first few customers, they came from people within the fashion and music industry. Is that correct? Did I hear you correctly? Not music, but no, just like. So I, I, it was be- some beauty companies, fashion. It was Red Bull, Verizon, Eddie Bauer, Valley Total Fitness, The Limited, uh, a fashion startup, a uh, greeting card startup that I knew. But it was network. It was mm. I was CEO of three other companies. I had a lot of colleagues that gotcha. when I left my last company, they went, oh, well, you're available now. Like, I need your help. Like, tell me how to do this stuff. Huh. And so I just started consulting. I never planned on building an agency. I was just like, yeah, sure, I'll help you out. And then I was like, well, this is frustrating. I'll use my consulting fees to hire a few people because I was not used to making the kind of money I was making in consulting, to be honest. So I was able to spend money. Fascinating. The commercial before all of this. Really? Oh, my gosh. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. Wow. No. So okay. I, I started one week to the day before Lehman Brothers collapsed and made $350 that year. It was awesome. Three dollars? Three hundred and fifty. Three hundred and fifty. I got a broker opinion of value for a a bank that needed just to value a company or a building they had repossessed, and and they needed you know someone with credible experience supposedly to say that. That's it. That's all I got paid for. It was real interesting. Blessing in disguise. Oh my goodness. Painful bit. Fascinating. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, that's great. And how did you get into commercial instead of residential? Uh, so actually, my Why did you family background. Commercial? My dad's my dad's a commercial real estate investor. Uh, grew up around mm-hmm. that industry, and so always had an interest in it, but wasn't going to go work for the family. Uh, went mm-hmm. and got a job mm-hmm. at a brokerage and wanted to learn the business. Always and still have an interest. I, I actually invest in real estate now. So a lot of the people that are listening to this show are sales professionals in the real estate game. I, sh- I like to call it. They're either brokers managers or real estate agents. And so what would you say to them who need to improve their digital marketing strategy with little or no budget? Well, the big driver for residential agents is you've got to be top of mind and have a really specific brand so that when someone is thinking of selling or buying a home or they hear someone is, you come to mind first. So top of mind is super important. And there's actually a book by John Hall called Top of Mind that's worth reading. And then um, okay. really what it is, is just keeping in front of people constantly. That's where social media is amazing. It's like posting about the houses you're, t- you're, you know, you're marketing, posting about the sales you're doing, really staying in front of people on a digital level, as well as the postcarding that people do, et cetera, the signage. But what you want is when is to have those connections so that when someone goes, oh, I need to sell my house, whether they know you or their friend knows you, they're going to hear about you because they think about you. Now, there's a few ways to do that. There's being the generalist where it's like anyone that ever wants to sell a home should call me and you can go for that. Um, there's just a lot of competition or you can be more specific. Like I do luxury homes in Santa Monica would be an example. And so mm-hmm. if all your friends know you as a luxury home person in Santa Monica, your network does and you just go out there and that's what you tell people. Then when someone goes, I'm trying to sell my home in Santa Monica and someone knows it's nice, they're like, oh, they specialize in luxury homes. You got to talk to them. Like that's what you want. That's what we built at Hawk. And that's really any business. It's that word of mouth is always going to be the driver. And so what you want is you want to stay so relevant and commit yourself to their long-term memory is really the goal here. So that whenever someone thinks about selling a home, they're thinking about you. And so to do that, you have to, there's always the cliche about impression counts and getting in front of people, you know, hitting people 20 times, whatever. It's really not just, you know, being in front of people that many times, also doing it consistently uh, ongoing. You know, what I do is, you know, some strategies I use, I check in with everyone in my network on a quarterly basis. 
like everyone. Wow. I send many, many emails a day just to check in and see how people are doing. Um, and so that's a big one. Uh, again, I post daily on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, because all these people are seeing my content, hearing about me, et cetera. And then when it's like, oh, I need marketing help. Oh, yeah, Eric. Like, they can't forget mm-hmm. me. And that's really the, you know, in terms of an industry like mine or real estate, that's what you need because timing is an issue. You can't just call some cold mm-hmm. call someone. I mean, you can do that. I did that when I was in real estate, cold call 200 people a day until someone wants to sell mm-hmm. something. That's one tactic when you're getting started out. But once you have a network, it's just about staying in front of that huge network so that, you know, it's a pipeline. At some point, they're going to mm-hmm. be buying or selling something or they're going to know someone that is and you're the one they're going to think of. I've heard that it's better if the CEO does their marketing themselves. What you know, do you mean the CEO you, does the, I don't know. I don't know. Most CEOs are driving growth in a business that can afford to do everything themselves. Like you should have a lot more marketing than one person can handle, especially one person who should have other things to do. So I actually haven't heard that. Uh, if you're a real estate agent, you know, there's certain things. Basically, getting everything started yourself is important as a CEO is what I would say. I did everything myself first. And then once I created a process around it, then I outsource it. Um, the example Got I give it. is, you know, a, a lot of my email follow-up is done by my assistant, which I still am sending emails and it's coming from me, but I built the whole process of how to do it. And so I don't need to be the one to actually tactically do it anymore. You know, it's, there's other things you, you know, the things that you build out from a marketing perspective, like a lot of times the CEO should be the first one to test new things and try new things so they understand the full mm-hmm. nuance of their own business. But after that, after you've built something that's replicable, it should be outsourced immediately. Like the jo- the other side of that that I've heard that I really agree with is a CEO should constantly be hiring themselves out of a job. Yeah, right, that's absolutely true. They They should be. You know, if we have a company that's interested in your services, how can we learn more about your business and the services that you offer? Yeah, um, I mean, it's really easy. If you want to go to hawkmedia.com, H-A-W-K-E, media, M-E-D-I-A.com. And then I'm on every social media platform at either slash or at Eric Huberman, E-R-I-K-H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. If you want to sign up on our site, on our email list, we do a monthly event in L.A., in Santa Monica, around digital marketing. So that's a good one to come out to. And then, yeah, I'm, I'm on the road about half the time. I'm at a conference right now. I'll be, I'm flying in for about three hours on Wednesday back to LA and then back out for another conference. So yeah, it's always moving. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks again for being on the show and I look forward to continuing yep. our conversation. Absolutely. Thank you as well. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. So that'll wrap up another episode of the Think Status Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, producer and engineer, Hector Diaz. Music for today's show is provided by El Rio Los Angeles. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you um, are listening to this. And uh, please follow us. Connect with us on social media, on Instagram. My username is ThinkStatus. Follow me there for all the updates. And thanks again for tuning in.
llueve fuego del cielo quemando a los que me quieren matar por causa de soberbia mi piel morena me protegerá camino por las calles el fuego alrededor de mí todo comienza a caer Después mi gente se levanta quitándose el traje de Babilonia bailando ahora en vestido tradicional la primavera ha regresado y el verano corazones calentará pronto que pronto nos convertiremos en la tierra unidos con el mundo germinaremos con ella ojos serán hojas comiendo del sol y la mente se abrirá como una flor. 